Asian Pop Nation on Sin 90.7. Welcome everybody to this episode of Asian Pop Nation right here on Sin. How are you guys doing today? I am pretty much on the last leg of my sickness. Surprise, it's COVID. But I hope you guys on the other side of our little show here, I hope you all are taking care of yourselves during the month of September. And speaking of September, we've got a whole bunch of new tracks that have come out around the end of last month, the start of September. So let's go through them right now. We first played a B-side track to come out of Key, a member of Shiny, with his song titled Guilty Pleasure. So this song does come from his new album titled Gasoline. Do check it out. It's a really, really fun album. Moving along from that, we played the latest song to come from the one and only Jackie. We do love him here at APN and he is back with his new single titled Ghost You, which just came out earlier this month. So give it a listen and definitely check out the rest of his 2022 releases because he is definitely an artist to keep on your radar. He's incredible. But yes, welcome everybody to our show tonight. We've got a pretty fun stacked show and I do have to say thank you so much for my team for banning a lot of these segments since I was a bit MIA again due to COVID. But my team this time have really pulled the stops with all of these segments that we're going to be talking about tonight. We've got two topics revolving around Asian Australian YouTubers, one being about Natalie Tran being one of the new hosts for the Great Australian Bake Off, and another one of a really viral video to come out of Two Set Violin. Alongside that, we have one of our APNT members, Xenia, making her big return back to Australia after her little trip to Japan. I guess as we're talking about traveling and stuff, we also have another segment all to do with a very special Pokemon theme in-flight experience that has been curated by the Singaporean Airlines. Very interesting mashup indeed. So again, we have a full full stack show tonight and a little bit more topics that I actually didn't even mention just now, but you're just gonna have to listen in and hear from our team tonight of Senia, JP, Ethan, Tracy, and Lee. But before we get to hear all of their incredible thoughts, we gotta go into the music. And now we're gonna be playing three songs, which I'm pretty sure are all B-side tracks actually from Korean artists. First, starting with the song titled Basics by Korean girl group Twice, which is a B-side from their new EP titled Between 1 and 2. And I personally think it is one of their top B-sides to ever come up, but you listen to it and definitely let us know what you think here on Asian Pop Nation. You're listening to Asia Pop Nation, residing right here on Sin. My name is Leisha, and let's talk through these songs that we played just now. We played three really fun B-side tracks to come out of all Korean female artists. Starting first with the song titled Basics by the one and only girl group Twice, which is a B-side from their new EP titled Between 1 and 2. Moving along from that, we then played another B-side to come out of Korean Gogo Billy with their song titled Brave, a song for Matilda, which is from their new EP titled The Village of Perception Chapter 2. And lastly, we then played a song titled Ready to Go by Korean female solo artist Giselle, that's with a J at the start, 
which comes from her new EP titled Therapy Session. Now, a show that personally for me feels like a very, like a nice warm hug, and I guess at the same time also feels like a mini therapy session, just because of how wholesome it is, it is the Bake Off series, specifically the Great Australian Bake Off, because of course, completely biased to the Australian version of this British classic. And we're actually going to be talking about the Great British, the Great Australian Bake of specifically because we have a full new host and new judges that are going to be in this season, one of which our team have a particular interest on since former slash still is YouTuber Natalie Tran has been announced to be one of the hosts for the Great Australian Bake Off. Pretty surreal world that we're living in, but let Ethan and Tracy give you a bit of a deep dive into this news right now. Hello everyone. As you might know, we are based in Melbourne, Australia, but we actually don't talk that much about the affairs of Asian Australians, mostly because there is not a lot to talk about. However, today we have a news story that comes from our very own little island nation. Did you know that Australia actually has its own version of the Great British Bake Off? And in fact, it's been going for six seasons now. Well, we just got news last week that they are replacing the judges and hosts of that show. And we have two Asian women joining the show. We have Natalie Tran as a new host, along with Cal Wilson as the other host, our non-Asian host. And in terms of our judges, Almeri Berries, we have Darren Purchase, a pastry chef, and half Malaysian, also pastry chef, Rachel Koo. So, this new cast of four is going to be replacing our outgoing judges, Maggie Beer and Matt Moran, as well as hosts Mel Buttle and Claire Hooper. So, basically, we want to talk about it on the show because we are not ever going to pass up an opportunity to talk about Natalie Tran. Have you seen the show? I actually haven't seen this great Australian bake-off. Unfortunately, it is on a cable network that shall not be named. But I assume that segments will surface online. And mostly I'm just really happy for Natalie Tran to be getting some more of that mainstream media buzz. Yeah, because Natalie Tran was a very big YouTuber yes. back in the day. And then she kind of dropped off in terms of posting. Natalie Tran is the only reason we care about this news. <laughs> no, I, I think the other judges <laughs> have things going for them. I'm, I'm still excited to see what they come up with. But yeah, also Natalie Tran is probably the main reason. What has she been up to in the past few years? She's done a few correspondent pieces with The Weekly, which is mm. like a weekly sort of like political yeah, yeah, yeah. humor sort of thing. She did a great video on GameStop. Yeah, I saw that. I think she also did a video for the New South Wales government when they were rolling out the vaccine stuff. Oh, um, really? She walks you through the whole process. It's quite fun to watch. Because Natalie Tran is... For lack of a better word, she is an internet personality. So she has like a very strong, like, how should I say, like a perspective on things. And like yes. her, her sense of humor is very specific as well. Um, and I suppose a lot of us missed that kind of humor after she's been gone for such a long time. And it's just nice to see her doing, you know, things nowadays still. We found this great, horribly dated news article about her from the Sydney Morning Herald. In 2010, she had almost 800,000 subscribers and she was the 27th most subscribed YouTuber. That's actually quite, yeah, that's quite good. And also like the fourth most popular channel hosted by a woman, most mm. popular Australian YouTuber at the time. And I remember like there were 
basically very few women comedians on YouTube and that yeah. she was one of the first. So yeah. there were like no other Asian women comedians, I guess, until like maybe Anna Rakana came along. But yeah, she was a huge influence on people like I'm pretty sure Dan Howell has specifically called her out as a major inspiration for him. I think like just about everyone who ever tried to do a comedy slash vlog skit channel on YouTube is sort of indebted to Natalie Tran. She sort of pioneered the format. Yeah. She also edited her videos by herself, like so she would act different characters at the same time in like the same shot, which I think is very ahead of a time for like 2010. Yes, that was crazy for 2010. Everyone was still using Windows Movie Maker. Oh my god, yeah, exactly. So like the fact that she was like that advanced with the skits, or as this article says, her short films. Um, <laughs> I th- I think it just goes to show like how much her influence is on YouTube. Yeah, I feel like she's like a common rallying point for so many just Australians of、mm. like a certain age. All her videos are just enjoyable. All her videos are just well done. Like all of them have fun little like costumes and practical effects. And obviously, she's playing herself. She's playing、yeah. all the characters in there. Like they have pretty high. Like it's like simultaneously high and low production values. Yeah, I think that that's kind of intentional as well. Where she'll like the way she scripts the videos is very intricate because she would have like like fourth wall breaks where she would like not only is she talking to herself. And so she'd have to film that twice, but she'd also like cut back between her own vlog, and then like it would cut between conversations and stuff. I thought that was really interesting.、Um, yeah, they're basically all like hypothetical, imaginary scenarios.、Mm. And God, we're making it sound horrendous. Just watch a Natalie Tran video. <laughs> yeah, if people don't know who Natalie Tran is, go watch Community Channel. Some of her videos are just like the best of 2010 YouTube, I guess. They're all like very earnest, like observational comedy moments, and. I don't know. I've just been watching these videos from like 2012 and 2013, and you can feel so distinctly that they're from a different time.、Mm. Like there's this whimsy and earnestness to them that I don't know. I feel hasn't been there since like 2016 or maybe since the pandemic. Yeah, I, I think that's just a function of YouTube. I guess how much they've changed the platform and like the algorithms and stuff. Like, like when you look at stuff like a Mr. Beast video and stuff like that, it's like very high budgeted, high production value. Like that kind of entertainment, whereas like if you look at a lot of the stuff that Community Channel makes, her videos are usually like under five minutes, and they're just like the quick sketch of like, hey, what, how awkward is it when you want to, you know, give the food back at a restaurant, or like how hard is it to kill a cockroach, like that, like like weird stuff like that kind of thing. They're、yeah. just so high production value and so short, just like so much, so distilled.、Mm. Do you remember when she posted a video like last year? Yeah, she posted one about the whole premise of New Year, New You. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was crazy because she hadn't uploaded in years, and then she comes back with this one. <laughs> I love her. Like she, she just like takes like five years off YouTube, and then just comes back randomly with a video that is really good, and then she leaves for like another two years, and then she comes back. Yeah, but I am glad that she's coming back for this Great Australian Bake Off because then that means we're going to be seeing more of her. And it'll be nice to see her, I guess, in a more casual setting because yeah, yeah. obviously we're just used to seeing her in the stuff that she scripts, not a lot of like off the cuff stuff. So it'll be interesting. I'm、yeah. sure she's going to kill it. I mean, she's already tweeted out that her current job is to drink tea and watch people bake, which. Sounds very nice and chill, and I hope that this means that Natalie Tran manages to cross over more into 
I guess, mainstream media. Or we don't even really care, even if she isn't. We're just happy to see more of her. Yep, definitely. Anyways, if you have any thoughts, maybe this brought up some memories for you about 2010's YouTube. Maybe you just want to reminisce about the good old days or whatever. Give us a DM on Asian Pop Nation at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I hope that you guys really enjoyed those songs that we played just now. They're all really like fun party tracks almost. And before I get too ahead of myself, just gotta remind you guys that, yes, welcome. This is Asian Pop Nation here on Sin. Let's talk to the three songs that we played just now. Starting first with the song titled Ego by Swin Rabbit featuring June One, which is a double single titled Ego slash Innocence. Moving along from that, we then played the song titled How You Like That by Shin Seha featuring Sunmin, which comes from his new EP titled I Just Can't Control My Feet. Same. Anyways, moving along, we then lastly played the song titled This Is My Home from Taiwanese artist Lily C. And definitely for one of our APN team members in particular, her time that she spent in Japan last month definitely made her feel just at home. One of our team members, aka Xenia, has made her big return from her nice trip down to Japan. And, and of course, we wanted her to sit down on our little virtual studio and give us a little bit of a story time about her time in Japan. So without further ado, let's cut to the main character herself, Xenia, right now. Oh, konnichiwa, minasan. Uh, the reason oh, no. I op- <laughs> reason I opened up with Japanese is because we have a familiar presenter who's hello come back from japan hey zanya hi hey it's welcome good to be back, back. so you were in I japan i think you i was damn wait how long were you there for i forgot i was there for about 15 days 15 days yes damn. so how are you yeah. feeling how are you feeling i miss japan really <laughs> i feel like traveling there's uh, a nice sweet spot uh-huh. about like a month i feel is a good uh-huh. sweet spot until you start missing home. Uh-huh. Um, and I feel like two weeks was too short. It is short so, two weeks. Yeah. We definitely cramp-packed a lot. I think the phrase is jam-packed. jam-packed. I, we jam-packed well, a, little, <laughs> a lot in two weeks, but uh-huh. yeah, I feel like there's still so much to see. Uh-huh. Well, what did you see? Which places did you go? We went, we hit up all the usual spots, you know, Tokyo, Hiroshima, Kyoto. Then we also scattered a few, I guess, lesser known places. Nagano, people probably have heard. Uh Um, We went to Matsumoto, Hira Takayama, um, Kanazawa, people might have heard of that place as well. And Kurashiki, which is probably the least well-known of all the places i mentioned yeah i haven't heard of that one (laughs) did you have a favorite place that you visited uh each place had its perks um i personally enjoyed kurashiki i think i i like the small town kind of vibes Mm. because kurashiki is famous for its water town and has like a nice preserved canal district Mm. um but we didn't really get a chance to look at that because we went a couple of stations away um to go on a 17 kilometer bike ride through rice fields oh my god 
so we rented some bikes and yeah, we pretty much cycled the entire day. Um, it was 30 something degrees. It was hot, but it was worth it. And like, yeah, did you, did all the awkward rice? tan lines, it was worth it. Sorry. Eat rice along the way. Well, we stopped by a convenience store because we needed to buy things for our picnic lunch. So we stopped ah. along the way at a temple. We ate our bentos, onigiri, anything we bought from the convenience store there and then continued the rest of the um, bike trip. Actually, fun fact, we also stopped by a shrine, which is supposedly enshrines this mythological prince. Whoa. That's the basis, or believed to be the basis for the story of um, Momotaro. Oh, really? Peach boy. Yeah, oh so he was God. like a, this boy who, with his um, companions, went to fight an ogre, and the ogre's head is said to be at the shrine. Um, yeah, so fun fact. Go oh to Kurashiki, or at least the, the prefecture is called Okayama, and that's what they're famous for. Holy moly. Wow. Wait, oh my god. I think I've been here before when I went to Japan. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. went to Okayama? I think so, because I remember riding on one of these boats. Ah, yeah. in Kurashiki? Yeah, in Kurashiki. Yeah, it's a nice place. It was very nice, yeah. And the guy started singing, which is swag, but. The guy. <laughs> what, like singing the, on a boat yeah he was like i don't know what he was seeing but he was great was this like the captain of the boat yeah was it, it like was... a like a gondola style yeah. boat uh, yeah gondola. but what else did he get up to there in kurashiki or in japan yeah like any ah uh, we went to zenkoji in nagano we stayed at a temple lodging so oh. it was well there's all these smaller temples um run by um monks and they rent out rooms for you to stay in and they're like classic tatami mats Whoa. with nice futons and we had like a buddhist vegetarian style breakfast in the morning Whoa. but the highlight was we woke up at 5 a.m oh. um to what? go to the buddhist um ceremony in the morning at dawn oh and uh, we had like a tour around the uh, area the temple area and temple grounds um and there was this part um, at the end of the ceremony where we'd go into this tunnel and it was pitch black. Like you couldn't see Whoa. your hand in front of your face, even if you waved it. And it's meant to symbolize like our journey to find enlightenment where we're all in this together, Whoa. that we're sort of scrambling through the darkness. And if you feel the wall to your right, you might eventually reach a doorknob. And it said that if you reach that doorknob, that's like the key to enlightenment. What? So. If you like wiggle the doorknob a little, then maybe you'll have luck in finding your own enlightenment. Oh, yeah. Wait, is, so, this, is this a doorknob that's easy to get to, or is this like a? Just I mean, pretty, it's it's just as long as you like sort of clamber on the wall for a little while. Uh, like as you go there. through the passage, you'll eventually okay. find it. Yeah, uh, did um, you find and it? I did find it. Everyone did find it. Um, oh. But I did something similar uh, as well in Kyoto. We went to Kiyomizudera, and there's like a smaller temple. Um, near the the main hall, mm -hmm. um, is like the that amazing temple on the hill that is on stilts. Um, and there's this other temple. It's dedicated to the Buddha's mother. And you go into this tunnel, same deal. Um, oh. It's pitch black. You can't see. It's meant to symbolize you um, being in the Buddha's mother's womb. Oh, right. It's pitch oh. black. Yeah. But then you find this rock, and it's kind of glowing. And if you oh. see it, you can like make a wish. And if your wish is you wish it earnestly, then it should come true, and you like give it a spin, 
and then what <laughs> you go up, <laughs> and I was behind these old Japanese lady and these Japanese ladies. It was funny hearing their conversations. They were like terrified, <laughs> like they couldn't see, and they kept on apologizing for being too slow. And they're like, "No, it's fine." Yeah,、uh, and I went to a lot of public baths. Um, <laughs> which was no. very like if there were, the hotel had a public bath, I went to it. Essentially, is what I'm saying.、Um, uh-huh. So there were some places that were fine because I've got a tattoo、um, to have it visible. No one really mentioned anything, but then there were、uh-huh. some places that like were adamant you have to cover it up.、Mm-hmm. Um, and what surprised me about public baths is not like it's like everyone's obviously very comfortable. And it's kind of nice because you've got like these two friends and they're sitting on a rock and they're just chatting to each other naked,、uh, like it, without a care in the world. But、yeah. also just the fact that I went to one after going out with some friends I made on the tour at two a.m. and I went to the the onsen and it was the busiest I'd ever seen it. What? There <laughs> was like five, sweet,、yeah. like seven people at the onsen, and I'm like, okay. I thought I would have the place to myself that I would need to cover up my tattoos, but that's、no. okay. Hey everyone, you're listening to Asia Pop Nation right here on Sin. It's me, Lisha here, and I'm gonna give you a bit of a flashback moment into all of these songs that we played just now on our show. Starting first with the song titled "Meso" by. Minyuna, which comes from her new LP titled "Guidance," and I'm pretty sure this LP actually has been picked as one of our album of the week here at APN. So, in honor of that, we played another song to come from the same LP. This time, it's the song titled "Kamisama" once again by Minyuna, which is from her new LP titled "Guidance." Both of them have a very like almost gothic horror aesthetic. So definitely give them a listen if you really enjoyed that sort of vibe as well. But moving along from that, we then played the song titled "Dokusu" by Wakaki Band, which is actually a new LP full of vocally covered songs that have a bit of Japanese traditional elements. So give that album a go for sure. Now. Without further ado, let's jump back to our little discussion that we were having earlier in the show, where one of our team members, Zenia, gives us a little bit of a story time about her time in Japan. So let's go. But like, this is the first time I did a guided tour, and I think I recommended a lot because of the fact a lot of the places that you visit in Japan that are tourist attractions, you know, temples and shrines.、Uh-huh. They either have no English or very limited.、Uh-huh. Like the Japanese descriptions are far more detailed than the English ones.、Yeah. Um, so the guide being able to speak both Japanese and English is able to sort of tell you、mm-hmm. the significance to like Buddhism as a whole in Japan. Like I had never learned about the different sects of Buddhism、mm-hmm. um, until this trip.、Um, And the guy being obsessed, like Zen Buddhism, he said, and I quote, "It's his favorite thing in the world." <laughs> so he, he he could talk about it for hours, and it made it his brain a very, I guess, interesting one to pick. So yeah, yeah that sort of love is infectious. Yeah. So man, I think that's, it was that's a good、so experience.、Awesome. Yeah, that's so awesome that you got to go there, Zenia. Yeah, and also like the food recommendations he'd give, because it was almost harder to decide where to eat by yourself. Right、uh, on the free nights we had on the trip than it was just to like go with whatever he suggested.、Um, 
And near our hotel in Hiroshima, because Hiroshima is very famous for their style of okonomiyaki, Japanese oh. pancakes, we went to Okonomiyaki Miura, which is like a okonomiyaki village. And it's just a building, maybe like six stories. And each floor, they just sell okonomiyaki. No way. Um, yeah, nothing else, just that. Um, and he, the tour guide, said it was his favorite restaurant in the world. So he took us to the sixth floor and there was this restaurant and I kind of thought, like, seeing okonomiyaki here in Australia, they're kind of thin when you get them from sushi places and uh-huh. Japanese fast food or takeout restaurants. But this okonomiyaki was, like, the size of two of my heads, and it was really, Whoa. like, thick. There was so much spring onion, so much cabbage. Um, and along the walls, there were all of these signed autographs from celebrities, like Japanese celebrities, Um as well as Cindy Lauper and Maroon Five, um, oh, who would come to that restaurant, <laughs> and yeah, the okonomiyaki was really good. It was just like I wish I could finish it, but my stomach was screaming by the time <laughs> I got to the last two slices. So yeah, I wouldn't have found that place if I hadn't been with the tour group, I suppose. Man, but thank you, thank you for those stories, Zenya. That's so that's awesome. okay. It makes me want to go to Japan. Yeah. Because yeah. I was kind of anxious about the fact that, you know, it seems so restricted. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Leisha, who could not make it tonight oh, sadly. Um, due to illness, um, was kind of curious about um, the advice that she'd been seeing online mm-hmm. from people living in Japan saying, you know, don't travel to Japan because it's a waste of money and, you know, it's you're restricted by the tour group. Um, but the regulations that at least the group I was with provided was as long as you stay within the city, then like you should game. be fine. Oh, yeah. Okay. So free afternoons, you could have all of Tokyo wow. <laughs> to explore if you wanted. Holy Just you can't go to like neighboring cities or. Can't go to Hokkaido. Um, yeah, you can't just <laughs> hop on a Shinkansen and then okay, yeah. go wherever you want as long as you come back the next day. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's it was could, a lot of freedom. Then... I would recommend still, even if there were no restrictions. And if anything, now is the best time to go because there's hardly any tourists at any of the places. That's true. Uh, so you kind of have the very popular tourist destinations to yourself. And we bumped into very few foreigners on the tour as well. Oh. Damn, yeah. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Book those tickets right now. <laughs> I'm kidding. But anyway, um, dear listener, if you enjoyed Xenia's stories and perhaps have any stories of your own or even any hopes of going to Japan, hey, make sure to hit us up. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Asian Pop Nation. Woo! Sayonara! Yeah. <laughs> Hello, hello there. You are listening to Asia Pop Nation here with myself, Leisha, plus the rest of our APN team, who you get to hear a little bit later after we go through these songs that we just played. Starting first with the song titled We Are Korea by Korean duo Rocket Girl, which was actually a song requested by one of our listeners, Andrew. Thank you, by the way. Moving along from that, we then played one of Andrew's other song requests, this time coming from the Korean girl group Momoland with their song titled Wonderful Love. Then moving along from that, we then have a new recent song to come out of Korean female artist Yoha with her song titled Flower Rain, which comes from her new EP titled Love You More. 
Now, for some of our listeners who may be fans of a certain franchise, the Pokemon franchise in its entirety, this next news that we're going to be talking about definitely will make you feel some love here as well, as we're going to be talking about a certain Singaporean Airlines that has decided to do a Pokemon-themed in-flight experience in general. It goes beyond just the decorations, guys. And in terms of what exactly do they do, we're going to cut in into our APN team. We're going to give you all the details in terms of this very special Pikachu plane experience. So if you happen to be going to Singapore anytime soon, you may have seen that a certain local Singaporean airline has recently announced a collaboration with the Pokemon company in honor of their 10th year anniversary. So what this means is there's going to be a new plane called the Pikachu Jet TR, which is at Changi Airport. (laughs) (laughs) What does the TR mean? No idea. (laughs) Maybe it's the type of plane. Okay. Yeah, so it's a full Pokemon-themed in-flight experience. So the plane itself has Pikachu on it um, and a lot of other Pokemon characters inside. Oh. Each of the seat covers have Pikachu's face on it, as well as on like, the overhead compartments. Huh. And on the meals, the packaging has Pokemon on it. And you can also buy like merchandise like toe bags, bucket hats, and lanyards as Wait, well. do you eat Pokemon? Uh, because no. you Unfortunately, no. Oh, okay. It just has Pikachu uh, okay. on on a sticker on it. Like That's so misleading. Like, what if I open it and it's like you know cooked Pikachu? I don't want that. I, I would. <laughs> you would. They they needed to get their stuff to it somehow in the world of Pokemon. <laughs> Um, so this aircraft will also include Pokemon themed music inside and having oh, no. their own oh cabin crew God. be in costumes and also performing special Pokemon themed activities. Oh no. With and the they cabin don't crew they What does that even mean? <laughs> As in like playing the Pokemon card game or something? <laughs> Maybe just like dancing, you know. I can't imagine being a stewardess being hired for this, you know. Like, you know, you have all these dreams, you know, oh, international flight, and then you have to dance. Maybe they have to do, like, they hire specifically just for this jet. Paid mm. actors. Yeah. Do you think they'll get the cabin crew to dress up as, like, specific Pokemon? Or are they just trainers? Ooh. Maybe one of the theme activities is, like, one is dressed as a trainer and one is dressed as a Pokemon, and they have oh. to run around the train. <laughs> That's the so scary. Just throw Pokeballs at it. I just imagine someone in like full yellow body paint just like running around. Oh my gosh. It's just a dude who's like, oh, Pika. Oh no. He's like jumping across like the passenger seats and everything. (laughs) And they're like multiple kilometers in the air. Uh-oh. Do you think the in-flight entertainment is just Pokemon? Like, you could only watch <laughs> Detective Pikachu. Oh, no, that would be hell. <laughs> or just, like, every Pokemon episode ever. No, all the movie posters, they just got Pikachu photoshopped on all their faces. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. 
I'm sure like the in-flight announcements are also gonna be Pokemon related. Oh maybe, my god. Maybe the pilot has to go <laughs> pika pika. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like in a really unenthusiastic voice. <laughs> reaching Singapore, pika pika. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Would you personally go on this flight? I would. Yeah, I yeah. would. Yeah, I don't know much sense. about Pokemon to invest more money in just getting a ticket to this plane though. But like say you were say you were going to Singapore already and this was like an available flight that you could take, would you do it? Surely it would cost more, right? Yeah. How much yeah. more? It's part of the experience. <laughs> I'd be willing to pay like maybe fifty dollars extra. For... That'll barely cover the pilot's announcements alone. <laughs> I don't care for their well-being. <laughs> oh my gosh! I have the the price. The price. Oh, found it. from Singapore to Tokyo one way, it'll be. Oh, that's not too bad. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, that's all right. Damn. All right, I'll do it. Oh, yeah. Dude, a PS5 is more expensive, so that's actually pretty <laughs> What's all right. with your measurement of whether something's expensive or not is how many PS5s you can buy? Uh, I mean, it used to be PS4s, but, you know, we got to update. Um, right. We'll just say it was a three-digit number. <laughs> three-digit number? That's actually agreeable. So, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, this is pretty common though like i'm pretty sure the last time i went to japan and i stopped over at i think it was narita airport i saw another plane it was full-on like painted in blue and just like filled with pokemon characters just on the outside like they're just running around it was really decorative and i was like man yeah this is japan for sure you know Woo, Pokemon. Ooh, Pokemon. Is there any, like, Pokemon-themed planes are pretty common, but are there any other things you'd want to see, like, themed? I just feel like, why Pokemon? Why Pokemon and planes? That's just a strange combination to me. Dude, everyone knows Pokemon, that's why. Mm. You know what? I want a Mario one. I want a Mario Nintendo. One? Oh, yeah, Mario's I feel like that would be yeah. more interesting than a Pokemon one. You think so? Yeah. Because then tired. you can eat mushrooms, and I'm then you'll be eating little toads. Oh my Jeez. god! No. <laughs> Fortnite. <laughs> mm, okay. Enough, enough with the Fortnite clubs. I think you know what we get it. Fortnite's a thing. It does not need to like <laughs> creep into every fabric yeah, of society. No, see, here's the thing: if if it's a Fortnite themed plane, then in some technicalities, it's actually in any themed plane because like you can get goku on there <laughs> or naruto you have to thank the bus driver oh yeah that's the experience of a fortnite plane yeah they give is it you looks like, like a... a bus with a balloon and then you just drop to whatever yeah. airport yeah, they give you a, they give you a parachute it's like oh what's this for it's like oh you'll see if they can make a plane look like a bus. I would 100% be there. That would be amazing. No. Every time they leave, they do that. Dun, dun. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Yeah, I, I'm starting to think that Fortnite theme is a pretty good idea. Yeah, you know how like, uh, the in-flight entertainment you can see where the plane is, like over the. Oh my god. But they've you can play Fortnite. Fortnite. <laughs> you can ping yeah. where you want to drop. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. what have we done? Yeah. We are part of the problem. 
Yeah, Lee, where can listeners go to exacerbate this problem even further? <laughs> listeners, you can go to our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Asian Pop Nation to let us know if you would travel on this Pokemon themed aircraft. Or yeah, Pika Pika. Hey, you're listening to Asian Pop Nation right here on Sin. It's me, Leisha here, and I'm here to fill you all in on these songs that we played just now on our show. Starting first with the song titled Go Higher by Thai artist HYBS. And this song in particular comes from their debut album titled Making Steak. Moving along from that, however, we then played the song titled Kandu by Indonesian female artist Anastasia Ria. Beautiful voice, by the way. Oh my god. But moving along from that, we then lastly played the song titled Drive by a Korean group called Omega X. And it actually comes from their new EP titled Stand Up. And fun fact, most of the members in this group actually used to come from disbanded boy groups. So certain groups like Seven O'Clock, Spectrum, One Team, and a whole bunch more. So it's actually really exciting to see them all like coming back together as one type of thing. And another thing which we're going to be talking about right now, which is pretty exciting news for some of our gaming listeners out there and maybe for some of our anime listeners as well, since we this news kind of combines these two worlds together. Yes, we're going to be talking about the new anime to come out of the video game Cyberpunk 2077 with this new series being called Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Now, there is a lot to talk about in terms of this new series, which is coming very, very soon. So let's just cut into our pro gaming team right now. Do you guys um, remember Cyberpunk 2077? Uh, Lee, Ethan, I know both of you are big gamers. Ah, uh, says who? Uh, anyways. Uh, yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, you remember Cyberpunk. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. How about you, Ethan? Yeah, I know. I dabble. You dabble? Okay. I, I, I've, never played, I've never played the game, but I know a lot about it. And, like, yeah, yeah. Of... And there was a lot of hype for it. Yeah. But, yeah, um, I did play the game. Anyways. You did play the game? Okay. Well, I think you should know a little bit about this, Lee, because Cyberpunk 2077, for those that don't know, is not only getting an anime but it is releasing like super super soon like i'm pretty sure by the time we uh release this episode it might already be out so um this show is called cyberpunk edge runners it is a standalone story with 10 episodes spanning 30 minutes each and uh what we do know is that it'll be released on netflix and that the story uh will tell the story of some street kid trying to survive in night city a technology and body modification obsessed city of the future. And so having everything to lose, he stays alive by becoming an edge runner, a mercenary outlaw, also known as a cyberpunk. So they released a trailer recently. And by the way, it is not safe for work. So make sure you don't watch it at work, but it's pretty cool. It's pretty hectic. Uh, but in terms of other details, we know about the anime. What we do know is that um, the person that's heading the anime will be uh, Hiroyuki Imaishi. Uh, he's going to be directing it, and his name might be familiar if you watched a lot of anime because he's done work for Grin Lagan, Pantheon Stalking with Gardebelt, and Kill a Kill, and Promare, and much more. He's a very seasoned director, so really excited for that. Other people, they'll be working on it. Yo Yoshinari, 
He is a key animator for a lot of the same series I just mentioned. And the guy who's doing the music, Akira Yamaoka, uh, is well known for having composed the music for the Silent Hill games. But that's pretty much it. We don't really know much about what the actual story um, might be. But um, what we do know is that it's pretty hectic. Like, you guys saw the trailer, right? Yep. Yeah. What, what do you think of it? It's I like the colors a lot. Yeah? More. Yeah. I'm just going to say, I really like how well edited the, the trailer is. Like, it uses really good music as well. Yeah. It was, I'm pretty sure it was, um, it was Ode to Joy the whole time, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Pretty cool. Like, you think it's like some weird, you know, cyberpunk soundtrack, but then no. the melody comes in. It's like, oh, Ode to Joy, damn. Yeah, you know, they modified it, just yeah. like some of the characters in this city. Okay. <laughs> Dude, that's deep. Ethan, you're going to love this it's for a sure. Deep cut. Yeah. No, I, I think it's really cool. I think it's interesting that. Because Cyberpunk has not had a good critical reception when it first came out. No, um, the game even, itself. Yeah, even though people were very excited by it. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully this turns out really well because it's got some really talented people behind it. Yes, for sure. Um, in terms of like the actual action um, that I saw in the trailer, oh my god, it's actually like really good. It's so dynamic. You have any guesses on what the story will be? Especially you, Ethan, because you you were hitting on some themes already, and we just had a trailer. I was just trying to be pretentious. I have no idea okay. what the show is going to be. <laughs> going to be um, no, I'm guessing the main character is just going to get like crazier and crazier yeah. as the show goes on. You know, he's going to like you know get all the modifications to his body. He's going to be like, Ugh. it gets crazy. Wait, Lee, you played it, right? I yeah, I didn't finish it. Oh, well, but, was it good? Um, <laughs> yeah. That's tentative. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's hesitant. I think the story was okay. I didn't... It's it's a long story, but uh-huh. I think the gameplay itself was too much for me. Too much? Like, like there way? was so much to do and no instructions. Um, mm, and it was pretty buggy because I did get it pre-ordered. I don't know. Keanu Reeves is pretty cool. Oh yeah, he's in there. Oh, you think he'll come up in the in the anime? Oh, maybe he'll make a guest appearance. I think the colors really remind me of Promare, the movie. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's quite good. Was Promare good too? I never watched that. Yeah, I liked yeah. it. Also hectic. Mm-hmm. But insane. Insane, yeah. Yeah, it's Studio Trigger, man. It may as mm-hmm. well be. Thinking back on the trailer, for some reason, there is this one snippet. I don't know why it stuck out to me, but there was this dude in a suit. And he had like this weird bowl cut hair. And all he did was just bash some guy up with his bare fists. I don't know why he stuck out to me. Nice. Yeah, you know, he was cool. Because he seemed like a normal guy, you know, in a crazy world full of robots. He was like... This is one man in a suit. He just goes up. Oh, pa, 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 pa. This Bruce Lee stuff. I think if Leisha were here, she would tell us not to encourage violence or brutality. Oh, yeah, no. no. Sin's media laws. Yeah, of course. As part of Sin's media laws, we don't encourage it. But damn, that fight scene was cool. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's it. We can't say too much about it yet because obviously it's not out yet. But hopefully, um, Cyberpunk uh, Edge Runners ends up being pretty interesting. So if you're interested or excited for Cyberpunk Edge Runners, uh, make sure to let us know. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Asian Pop Nation. 
Um, make sure to stay cyber and punk. Hello, dear listener. You are tuned in right now to Asia Pop Nation here on Sin. We just played three really, really fun tracks that we're going to be going through right now. Starting first with a really fun collaboration track by Japanese artist Shin Sakurai and BRB, who are a Singaporean band with their song titled Wild Child. Moving along from that, we then played the song titled Make Me Wanna by the Singaporean-based Indonesian artist Ranga Jones. And moving on from that, we then played the song titled Say Less by an artist that I've already been very obsessed with for quite a long time. She is known as Better Born, who is an Australian-Filipino artist. Her song, Say Less, has also actually been featured on Sin's Sweet 16 playlist, so be sure to check out Sin's Spotify to keep track on our really fun Sweet 16 playlist. A really fun fact before we get into our topic, she actually co-wrote and composed the song But You, which is sung by Korean group Icon. So again, Go Herb, she's doing amazing stuff right now. So be sure to keep Veta Born, the artist, on your radar. Now we're going to be talking about a very fun, interesting topic. Once again, we're delving into the YouTuber world, the Asian Australian YouTuber sphere. But this time we're going to be talking about Two Said Violin. Some of you guys may already know this really pleasant channel. But they recently went viral for this particular video, which is titled Four Hours of Asian Mom to Help You Focus on Practicing, Studying, Working. A title that you can definitely just immediately picture in your head what the YouTube video will kind of look like. But some of our team members really wanted to talk about this really fun video. So let's cut to their conversations right now. If you are Australian or if you just like watching YouTube, you might have come across a specific channel called Two Set Violin, which is uh, created by two Australian, Asian Australian violinists called Brett Yang and Eddie Chan. Um, they do a lot of video content on like classical music and just, um, I think they do videos on like bubble tea or like random stuff like that as well. So I guess it's about the Asian Australian experience. Anyway, the reason we're talking about that is because recently they made a video called Four Hours of Asian Mum to help you focus on practicing, studying or working. Um, and the video has since got over a million views and thousands of comments. So throughout the video, Eddie dressed in a um, dressed in his mum attire, should I say, uh, comes in periodically and brings snacks or drinks um, and occasionally just checks in on how you're doing with your studying. Um, so a lot of commenters have expressed how this video um, kind of makes them feel nostalgic for their childhood and their parents. Um, yeah, so have you guys seen these videos? <laughs> I don't know what to say. I literally <laughs> discovered this video today because I was looking through the run sheet and oh my god, it really is literally just four hours of an Asian mom. Does it repeat or is it actually four hours? Like, I know, I'm pretty sure it's like I'm scrolling through it right now and it's four hours like and she'll come in now and then and then she'll go off for like a minute or two to like i don't know fold her laundry or something and she'll come back like a clothes hanger in her hand slapping it like you know you've better be studying apparently you can hear like chinese tv in the background as well oh really that's like very attention to detail i'm very impressed very authentic experience oh my God. i think the idea is that you play this while you study yeah so, the yeah 
does anyone watch any of these kind of videos like the study with me this is the first time i've ever come across this genre oh really like is that an actual thing yeah it's a genre huh people post like hours of content for like study with me yeah wait so like they just upload a video of themselves studying Mm -hmm. yeah pretty much and then people watch it as like a parasocial thing i never watched well, I did watch them, but I found them to be so distracting, so I just... <laughs> really? I just, like, go on Lo-Fi Go instead. Wait, what's mm. so distracting about them, Lee? Oh, uh, just... I think that's just the me thing, where I need, like, absolute... No, not, like, nothing. Like, uh-huh. I need a blank screen. Or, I don't know. It's just, like... Right, yeah. Why the f- Like, why are you moving your paper around? Like, shut up. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's just me, though. Wow. This video... This, well, I can't believe they actually edited, like, four hours of them coming in and out of the door. <laughs> Was it even edited? I'm pretty sure. Like, this looks like a one-cut, you know, single-take film. No way. There's, like, pretty big gaps in between. Yeah, how often are they coming in, though? Hold on, let me, let me scroll through this. Because, okay, so what I think they did is, I reckon they just filmed all the shots where they came in, yeah. and then they just left it static. So they'll yeah. be like, yeah, that's probably why. So really, no, no, no it's, not, it's not static. It's not static. Oh, really? I'm looking through the footage, and there's a curtain, and it wavers. What the whole thing? Oh it God. wavers, my dude. This was. This is a piece of art, Ethan. You this know, is actually. Them. Yeah. So, do you guys use anything to focus when you guys are studying or doing work? I know Lee, you said lo-fi. Yeah, but, lo-fi. Oh yeah, I'll just put on music, but I won't watch anything. Yeah, I I know. Sometimes I try to put on a show just to like, especially if it's a, a drawing assignment. I put on a show or something to listen to. But every time I do it, I always realize it's a bad idea because like something interesting happens and I go, what's this? And like an hour passes and I go, oh, I didn't do any work at all. So no, that's not good. But other than that, I don't know, man, just jazz music. That's what I put on. Nice. Yeah. What do you do, Ethan? Yeah. Normally I do music as well. Yeah. I might, Put on some instrumental, some jazz. Some yeah, instrumentals. Yeah, basically. Yeah. There was a time where I actually used to put on brown noise. What is brown noise? Well, you know what white noise is, right? Yeah. Yeah, brown noise is just white noise, but like a lot, a little deeper and more gentle sounding. Like you such know, as? such as um, you know that sound when you live somewhat near the highway. And you open the window, and you can kind of hear the rumbling of cars in the distance. Yeah, yeah, it's that sort of it's that sort of sound. Um, I have heard of it, but I haven't. Sorry, I've heard of the term, but I haven't heard of what brown noise really sounds like. Mm. Well, is it's, there black it's, noise as well? Is there black noise? There probably is. Probably is. I've never heard it. Um, but yeah, that's that's something you could try out. Do you know what's crazy though? I reckon there are a lot of listeners right now who are listening to us talk while we, while they do their studying. Oh, dude, that's true. Yeah. So if you guys are doing that right now, hello. But if not, let us know on Asian Pop Nation, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, what you guys listen to when you study. And we might talk about it. Cool. All right. Good luck with your studying. (laughs) Hey, you. 
this is Asian Papa Nation right here on Sin. Thank you so much for listening to our show right now. Let's talk through these songs that you heard. Starting first with the song titled Fool for You by the one and only Yuna. Oh my god, love her to bits. Moving along from that, however, we then played the song titled If Only You by Australian Taiwanese artist Julia Wu. And moving along from that, we then played the song titled Alarm by Korean artist Say, and that is with an S-A-A-Y, by the way. Now, similarly to how we sort of almost ended our show last week with a Genshin segment, this time around, we are doing that once again. Genshin Impact just keeps coming into our lives over and over again. It's kind of like if some of you guys listened back to our show back in like season one and two, where we just kept talking about food segments every single week, Genshin is giving that similar effect right now. But this time we're going to be talking about some fast food collaborations that Genshin Impact has had that keep getting shut down in one way or another. And we're going to dissect a little bit as to why while also talking about other fast food collaborations that have occurred in the past couple of years. You'd be surprised. There's actually quite a lot. So let's cut to our team talking about this topic right now. So speaking of food, Genshin, surprise, this is another Genshin segment. Whoa, yeah, I love Genshin. It's my favorite food. Anime game. Oh, okay. Anime. (laughs) So this time, we're not going to be talking about the game specifically, like last week, but instead we're going to discuss a big collaboration project that was planned with a popular fast food restaurant, which didn't exactly go to plan. Uh, So this pizza brand that I can't say. Oh, it's a pizza brand. Yeah. It's a fast food pizza place. Uh-huh. Um, did a collab with Genshin and it essentially went the same way that their first collaboration with another fast food chain that sells chicken went and in both cases because the game is so popular there was too many people gathering in front of these food outlets and in turn violating COVID-19 crowd control regulations which resulted in stores having to be shut down and in the case of the chicken one the whole collaboration event was cancelled because of this Um, as a fellow Genshin enjoyer did you enjoy this collab? Um, because this collab was in China, I couldn't enjoy. But in the game, they had, they did have like cooking activities within the game for this collaboration. Oh, really? I think so. That's cool. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so so they weren't. So it wasn't like they just pasted Genshin characters around the fast food place. Like they actually put in the fast oh. food related things in the game too. No, I think what I said was quite misleading. But oh no. Yeah, okay. I don't think they put the actual brand into the game just like had one of the characters d luke um mm-hmm. he was in like an apron you know very cute oh it was like the face of this activity that they did in the game and also he had like cardboard cutouts at the stores oh. itself and i think people just stole them oh, really? and people crazy. cosplayed to go visit these places oh my goodness um, didn't, this, didn't something like similar like this happen um a while ago i think it was like a with a k-pop band or uh, something bts do you mean the bts meal it might have been, yeah, it might have been the BTS meal. I'm pretty sure the same thing happened. And I think, I believe the collab happened in Indonesia. I think it was Indonesia. It might have been Malaysia too. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure that collab almost shut down as well because so many people were just ordering these things en masse. Like, deliverers were just crowding into these stores. It was like a, it was like an apocalypse scene. Like, it was unbelievable. Oh yeah, I remember when BTS did a collab with uh, some others. <laughs> some other fast food chain. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyways, they had the BTS meal and chicken nuggets mm. with the BTS sauces. They would come with the photo cards as well. Oh, okay. I think they, yes. they might have had so, photo cards, yeah. I think so, but in Australia, they didn't. Kind of yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, the workers got the BTS uh, uniform or whatever. Oh, really? Oh, they had, like, yeah. I don't know, they just got merch. They did, oh, yeah. Resold. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, you mentioning the special BTS sauce reminded me of another special sauce that... Oh, no. <laughs> oh no please said no. company also did a while ago um we can talk about that because it is the szechuan sauce that is chinese oh, isn't it god yeah, uh, it is. yeah infamous we watched a very very special video yesterday about <laughs> some guy going crazy in one of these establishments in australia uh in no it wasn't australia it was in america mm. um where he was basically just having a moment a regarding the Szechuan. Yeah, a real gamer moment. So anyway, what special sauce would you want? What special sauce would I want? Like in terms of a collab? Yeah. Oh. Um what's uh what's the name of that drink from Fortnite? Like a club jug or something. What's it called? Chug jug. Chug jug sauce, chug jug drink. Oh yeah, that would be cool as a drink. Yeah, that would be nice. And then, like if you get uh, your sh- if you get your meal in the box, it comes in like a. Do you know the advertisement? Like, you know, like some guy dancing to it. Like, yeah, he's gonna get the meal, and then he's just gonna start dancing. Yeah, he's uh, gonna do it. But yeah, wait, in I think in America they had like a Fortnite store, or it oh. was a collaboration oh. with uh, a taco place. <laughs> oh my god! Maybe that's very gamer. Well. I gotta search this up. I don't believe that for one second. What? Wait, the... I, I actually. Oh, okay. So I, I can read out the law. Basically, there's a famous taco store within the Fortnite game, and so oh. then they actually made up, made a like a pop up destination for the taco shop in real life, like in LA. Oh. Um, I think they partnered LeBron James as well. Whoa. Um, what? And it was open for like three days or something in like oh. last year. That's crazy. Oh. Yeah, you can wash it all down with slurp juice. <laughs> yeah. Is that a Fortnite thing too? I no, she wouldn't not. know. Oh, yeah. Neither would I. I don't play Fortnite. <laughs> Time for us to return to the battle bus. Well, all things return to Fortnite, no matter. Um. So if you, listener, have any thoughts about what other fast food collaborations with brands, <laughs> let us know at Asian Pop Nation on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We love Fortnite. Greetings to everyone who is listening to us right now here on Asia Pop Nation, whether live on air or on our podcast. It's Leisha here, the executive producer of APN, who is here to fill you in on all of these songs that you heard just now. We played a very interesting variety between sad emo boy music to just hip-hop bops, if you will. So let's talk about it right now. First, we played a new song to come out of the one and only Joji with his song titled Yukon Interlude, which is a single for his upcoming album titled Smithereens. Really excited about that album, by the way. Moving along from that, we then played the song titled Dopamine by the one and only Jackson Wang, which is a song that comes from his new LP titled Magic Man. Been waiting for this for a really long time and it was definitely worth the wait for sure. Moving along from that though, we then played two Korean tracks 
First coming out from the artist Osun with his song titled O, which is a really nice, fun, but quite short track. So we kind of did a little bit of a sneaky, sneaky, another song edition in there as we just added another hip hop track, this time coming from Bombing Tiger featuring RM of BTS. Yes, you heard that right with the song titled Sexy Nukim. Now, once again, I hope you guys have been taking care of yourselves this time in September. I know the start of September has been a little bit of a rough one for me. Again, getting COVID was definitely not on my little bucket list for 2022, yet here we are. But thank you so much either way, no matter how hectic your schedule may be, that you still take the time to tune in to our fun little show here on Sin. And thank you so much for joining myself, Leisha, and our APN team tonight of Xenia, JP, Tracy, Ethan, and Lee, where we had quite a stacked show talking about Genshin fast food collaborations gone wrong to Xenia making her return in Japan. And we also talked about a little Pokemon themed in-flight experience, which has been brought to us by a Singaporean Airlines. And we also had some fun YouTuber conversations in regards to Natalie Tran, as well as Two Said Violin. So once again, thank you so much for tuning in to APN tonight. And before we say our farewells, I think the next song that we're going to be playing right now will be the perfect little goodbye song, especially for our on-air listeners who are listening to our show live right now. So now we're going to be playing the song titled Foolish by Korean artist Jida featuring Lilac, which comes from her new EP titled Summer Colors. It's a really nice, slow healing song. So I hope some of you guys get like a really nice good night's rest as you play that track. So remember, you can always tune into Asia Pop Nation every Tuesday from 8pm onwards right here on Sin. And for bonus content, you can always follow us at Asian Pop Nation on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And listen to our Asian Pop Nation podcast available anywhere and everywhere you stream your podcasts. Good night, everyone, and take care. Thank you.